I want to share with you one of the tricks of the Yetzirah. As you know, he has many. Sometimes he works against us. Sometimes the Yetzirah wants us to do the wrong thing. Makes us make mistakes. Tempts us. But sometimes the way the Yetzirah works is by ruining even the good things we try to do by distorting them that instead of doing good things he gets involved in a way which ruins their power ruins their effect ruins the matter and it's important to see these trends because otherwise we can unwittingly be agents of the Yetzirah we can help him in that task of taking things which are be'etzim good, things which build us, things which give us chusim, and ruining them in the way that takes away that chus, ruins the value of what we do. And after that introduction, what am I talking about? I'm talking about, maybe it's topical at this time of year, I'm talking about the concept of waiting for Mashiach. See, peace of the issue. And it's a big mail. To wait for Mashiach, something a person is going to get asked in Basil Shalmala to peace of the issue, did you wait for the redemption? So, something which is very good, something which, like we spoke before, builds a person. They look forward to the issue. But it's something that the Sultan can get involved in and rule. And you must be careful not to let that happen. How does he do that? So I started with a well-known story. Magidim would say about the shtetl in Europe. And in the shtetl, what did the Jews do? No one was very wealthy. But each Jew supported himself as best he could. Maybe a few chickens, a cow whatever that's what they used to rely to give them their staples. Life was simple, but there was a, the ever-present danger of the non-Jewish peasants, the Cossacks, the Poles, whoever they were, who at regular intervals would rise up against the Jewish neighbors with programs, with persecutions, whatever it might have been. And the story is told of a certain shtetl where the Rav spoke about that we must look forward to becoming Mashiach is going to come. Because when Mashiach comes, we're all going to get taken to Eretz Yisrael. And we'll get far, far away from these Polish peasants. We won't be able to hurt us anymore. We won't be able to affect us. And the story is told that Beryl, one of the people in the town, comes home from the shul. He tells his wife what the Rav said, an amazing thing. Mashiach's coming. We're going to get moved to Eretz Yisrael. We'll be far away from these Polish peasants. So his wife says to him, Beryl, I understand, why would you want to go to Eretz Yisrael? You have a house here, you have some chickens in the yard, you have, you know, you have a cow in the shed. Are you going to go to Eretz Yisrael, we're going to lose our chickens and our cow? Tell the Rav that we don't want to go to Eretz Yisrael, we'd rather stay here. So Beryl thinks it over carefully, and he says to her, 
you're right. We will, if we go to Shul, we'll lose our chickens and our cow. But on the other hand, we have these Polish peasants. They're causing programs the whole time. So maybe it's Kedai who holds us to go to Shul. But at least we'll, get, we'll, we'll be rid of these, uh, the danger of the Poles. So his wife thinks about it a little bit. And she says, you know what, I've got a better idea. Go back and ask the Rav. And when Mashiach comes, you should take the Polish presents there, Israel. We'll stay here. We have the best of both worlds. We can keep our chickens, we can keep our cow, and the Poles all go to Israel. They won't disturb us anymore. And the reason I'm telling the story, the Mashiach, the beginning is the story for the same reason, is because instead of the idea of looking forward to the Geula for the right reasons, and then it's a schus. The Satan can distort that. But even though there is the concept of waiting for the Geula, once it becomes for the wrong reason, it loses its maila, it loses its value. If a person is waiting for Mashiach so that the Goyim should get taken away to Israel and will stay in Golis, he's completely misunderstood the point of Geula. He's completely misunderstood the point of waiting for Geula. And then even though a person says, yes, yes, we want Mashiach, we want Mashiach now. But if the reason they want Mashiach is wrong, then Satan's managing destroying any maila and any schar they could have been in waiting for Mashiach. I'll tell you a story which I overheard myself a few days ago, which just made me think about this. I was walking back home from Mincha to my home, I have to walk through the park, and I heard two little girls talking. And the one said to the other one, you know, I really wish I could get married. That's an unusual thing for little girls to say. But I don't ask her why. So what I understood from the conversation is that this first little girl had gotten into an argument with her mother the night before. Her mother had insisted that she brush her teeth before she goes to bed, and the little girl didn't want to. And eventually the mother said, listen, I don't care about what you want and what you don't want. As long as you're in my house, you're brushing your teeth every night. After you get married, you can do whatever you like. And therefore, the next day she decided she wishes she could get married. That way she won't have to brush her teeth. And as adults, we smile at the story. They think, like, what a stupid reason to want to get married. Yeah, justified. It's, uh, we want, everyone wants to get married. But if that's the reason you want to get married, so it's like, what a childish reason. And when it comes to waiting for Mashiach, so many people make the same mistake. They wait for Mashiach in a way that this little girl wants to get mad so she won't have to brush her teeth afterwards. Waiting for Mashiach, because that way it'll take away my competitor's business. Waiting for Mashiach, because that way everyone will see how great I really am, which no one recognizes me now. Waiting for Mashiach, because that way I'll get everything I ask for. Is making exactly the same mistake. And it takes any value out of the mile of waiting for Mashiach. So now we've exposed one of the Satan's tricks. He has wait for Mashiach. But he'll twist it to wait for something which is so unimportant, so trivial, that it loses any mile waiting for Mashiach. But like I said, Here's something where, as parents, we're not meant to assist the Satan. 
because if you're going to tell our children, you're looking forward to Mashiach. Why? Because you won't have to go to school. Because you won't have to do homework. Because you can go to bed as late as you like. Whatever other reason like that. Firstly, it's not true. When Mashiach comes, children will still go to school. They might change the schools a bit. They might change some of the stuff. But there'll still be school. The Rambam Paskins, that when Mashiach comes, we won't battle children from learning in Khaida to help build the Basel Megdash. They should rather spend the time learning in building the Basel Megdash. So besides the fact that it's not true, it also builds the wrong concept into people's minds. And that is, waiting for Mashiach is because then I'll get everything I want. Then I'll get everything I want. Mashiach is a free-for-all. Mashiach is utopia. It's like a dream world. Whatever I want, ah, when Mashiach comes, that's what I'll get. It doesn't work like that. It's not true. Of course, things will be much better for Kaiz when Mashiach comes. Of course, there'll be no sickness and there'll be much more wealth. No one will be hungry. No one will have to suffer persecutions from the Goyim. Of course, it'll be so much easier for us to connect to Hashem. There won't be the punishments in the world that there are now. You won't get affected by the Yetzirah the same way. For sure. But to take one prat, one point out of context, and make that why we're looking forward to Mashiach, it's trivializing Mashiach. Or worse, it's making it to something mythical, something which people can't relate to as really happening. It's like, uh, I will get, can, I, can I get whatever I wish for? When Mashiach comes. It's not the way it's meant to be. Ask. Ask your children. Why are you waiting for Mashiach? Why do you wait for Mashiach? What do you want to happen? What's everybody's wish list that they're waiting for Mashiach for? And once it becomes, I'm waiting for Mashiach because then I'll get a new bike. I'm waiting for Mashiach because I want to do the homework. I mean, we understand we've missed the point of explaining the concept of what Mashiach is and why we're waiting for it. What's the real answer? The Rambam says in the end of Hilchus Melachim, The reason why the Chachamim and the Nevim were yearning for Mashiach, were longing for Mashiach, is not that they should become superpowers, you know, that we will become the most prominent kingdom, that our civilization will encompass the whole world, that everybody else will be subservient to us. No, that wasn't the reason they waited for Mashiach. Not even when we were being persecuted by other countries. Not even when we were under the iron fist of the Romans or of the Spaniards or of the Germans or anybody else. The reason to wait for Mashiach wasn't that we'll be in control and in power and they'll be beneath us. Not that we'll have unlimited food to eat and drink and ability to enjoy ourselves. There also was no reason to wait for Mashiach. Not even in times when Kaisal was suffering hunger. Not even in times where there were rationed food which was not enough to keep a person alive. The reason to wait for Mashiach wasn't, ah, then we'll be able to eat so much. So what is the reason to wait for Mashiach? It says Rambam, Ella, Kudai, Shupnuim, Latayra, Velavayda. 
The reason that the Chachamim and the Nevi went for Mashiach, and by extension, the reason why we all went to wait for Mashiach, is because that way we will be free to focus on Torah and Avodah Hashem. Free from distraction. Free from sickness. Free from persecution. Free from physical lack of any kind. Free from the temptations of the Yetzirah. Why? Because then we'll be able to focus on Torah Vavodah. Waiting for Mashiach is waiting for an opportunity to keep the Torah better. Waiting for Mashiach isn't waiting for a vacation. Then you'll be free. We don't have anything to do. We'll sit up and relax. That's not Mashiach. Waiting for Mashiach is waiting for the opportunity to be able to focus fully on Avodah Hashem. Then we'll be able to sit and learn all day. There'll be no reason not to. There'll be nothing else to distract us. That's waiting for Mashiach. Because when we're waiting for Mashiach, because then we'll be able to connect more to Hashem. Then our Tfilis will be better Tfilis. Then our Torah will be better Torah. Our level of Rukhans will be so much higher. Then it's purely sure waiting for Mashiach is an act of service of Hashem. When you say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we wish we could serve you better. Please bring Mashiach and make it happen. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we wish we would learn Torah on a better level. Shaybana Bas Amikdash Mahiravya Mainu Vasnikul Kenu Basarasakh. Akadash Barakh. There's so many things taking away our time and our energy and preventing us from being able to focus fully in our Vedas Hashem. Please take away all these, all these distractions that we were able to commit ourselves fully to doing what you want. Then it's purely Yeshua becomes a powerful expression of our Vedas Hashem. That's what we want, that's what we're looking forward to. That's what we're asking for. And even if we aren't zeichet to see it yet, but if we want to find who we are, but if we say in Kodesh Baruch Hu, please bring Mashiach, and that way my neighbor will stop interfering with me. Please bring Mashiach, and that way I'll have, I won't have to, you know, my competitors won't be and they'll undercut me. Please bring Mashiach, I won't have to do homework or clean up my room. So what are we gaining from it? Then the please bring Mashiach is just and all my fantasy should come true. And where something was previously a powerful expression of Avedas Hashem, a powerful connection to Hashem, which is what Sipir the Yeshua is meant to be, to become that it becomes a wish if only. If only Mashiach would come I could get anything I wanted. And very often those wishes that people harbor that they want for Mashiach comes are contrary to Avedas Hashem. I wish Mashiach comes allowed to spend the whole day in bed. I wish Mashiach comes had so much money I could buy all the things I wanted. That's all antithetical to what Mashiach is meant to be. And then yes, people will say, we want Mashiach now. We're waiting for Mashiach. But the Satan manages to twist it in a way that it becomes no way, no mile to wait for Mashiach. 
we shouldn't play along with that. I'm talking about Chinuch. Chinuch has to be not just to tell our children we're looking forward to Mashiach. Firstly, don't use Mashiach as the excuse for everything you're not letting them do now. Now, no, but when Mashiach comes, then, you, then I'll let you do what you want. <laughs> then you're building the want for Mashiach for all the wrong reasons. So what should we promote as the right reason for Mashiach? Are you waiting for him? For a person on the level to appreciate Avedas Hashem, so then of course, that, like the Chacham and the Levim, the Rambam is speaking about, or somebody who aspires to be like them, we can understand that. If you're talking to children, you're talking to people who haven't yet developed that much in their Avedas Hashem. So there could be a good counter-argument, and that is, that's not going to speak to them. You're looking forward to Mashiach, so that you'll be able to daven in a higher darga, and they'll be holding by something which they appreciate fit altogether. So how are you meant to ex- interest the person? Want to make make them want Mashiach? What are you going to offer them that interests them? It's a good question, we'll discuss it. But I'm repeating the point I said before. To say, to falsify the facts. And say, so when Mashiach comes, you'll get unlimited ice cream. When Mashiach comes, you can have whatever you want. It's not necessarily true. And it's making it appear for the wrong reason. And therefore we have to look at one of the things which are going to happen when Mashiach comes. Positive things. And find one which speaks to the child that we're talking to. Great-grandparents, great-grandparents of a tzaddikim. That's how Mashiach comes. Mashiach comes. Kibbutz Gaudius. Jews won't be scattered all over the place, we'll all be together. That's how Mashiach comes. Whatever mitzvah, whatever thing a child does enjoy, how it will be easier and better to do, and we'll be able to do it in a better way. So when Mashiach comes, that too. The area is a person struggling in and wants to improve. That struggle will be taken away when Mashiach comes. We can find positive. We can find lots of good reasons why we want Mashiach. That should, be what we're looking that should be the reason and the focus of Mashiach. And there's a last point over here. There are those who say that really I don't need Mashiach. I've heard this said. Really, it's better for me where I am now. Yes, it's harder. Yes, there's the Eid Sahara. I'll get more for that. Mashiach comes, so there won't be that challenge. So I won't get the same as Khar. And therefore, I don't want Mashiach. It's a big, big mistake. No one, I heard this from Yochum Bajansky and Mashiach Hashem Rechaskel Levenstein. No one's going to lose out for Mashiach coming. We all want Mashiach because it's what's best for us. It's not just the act of, I'm doing something which I don't really want. Nisabah, Chachomim, Vat Sadikim, they also wanted Mashiach. Very much. No one loses out for Mashiach coming. 
It's the best thing for all of us. It's the best thing for all our ruchnis. Yes, even if as a result Hashem is going to take away the Yetzirah, we've explained in other shirin the principle of the Maral, no one's losing his heart because of that. For a person who's already been Makayim Ratzin Hashem now, they'll be able to continue and get the same schar afterwards. To say that, no, we don't need Mashiach. We, we, we'll say we want it because it helps other people. For us, we find without it is a big, big mistake. We're not fine without it. Our, our own Torah learning and mitzvah observance is so, so compromised without it. Our own level of where we can reach in our Hashem is so mi- minimal compared to what there would be if we had a Besamekdash. We can't become Torah today. We can't become Naveen. We can't keep two-thirds of the mitzvahs of the Torah. To take a self-satisfied approach that so we don't really need Mashiach, that's It's against one of the principles that a person is going to be held to task for. We all need Yeshua. We need it for the right reasons. And then besides the fact that that's a catalyst to bring the Mashiach, it also adds that supremacy so much to a person's level now. The fact that they really honestly feeling that they're missing something. Missing something spiritual with that Mashiach. Yes, there is the Israel who suffered. They were persecuted, they waited for Mashiach because they would end the persecution. They were starving, they were hoping for Mashiach because they had a fit to eat. They weren't wrong. Those things will happen when Mashiach comes. But in a sense, in Ardar, with Baruch Hashem, we aren't the victims of persecution. And we're not dealing with, us, with overcoming hunger. Which is only for Ruchnius, is so much more precious. Because that's an expression of our Avasasha. We're not desperate for Mashiach because it will save us from being in the ghettos. We're not crying for Mashiach because that's why we won't go to bed hungry. We're looking forward to Mashiach because you want a high level of Avasasha. A high level of Limuratara. An ability to make all the mitzvahs. A tipiya like that in itself is valuable. And it's also, as the Akharim tell us, a primary factor in making the Gura come sooner.